So your story dives into the history and possible future changes to Camp Crystal Lake, a local camp owned and funded by the Alachua County School Board. The camp's director was under investigation recently for violating school board guidelines, and while they were cleared of any wrongdoings, the investigation has sparked some changes in the camp and the school board. First, let's start off with the camp itself. Tell me about Camp Crystal Lake. Even though Camp Crystal Lake is owned by the Alachua County School Board, it's actually located in Clay County. It's 140 acres of woods and freshwater lakes that the county bought in 1949 for less than $1,000, so an extreme bargain. During the school year, they offer free educational trips for all the public elementary schools and eight charter schools. Over the summer, they run a summer camp with a long local history here. The camp's expenditures outweigh the revenue. It usually receives about half a million dollars a year from the school district to cover the difference and keep it operating year-round. But the finances have become a concern for some members of the school district. So some of the big questions raised about the camp come down to their finances. What were some of those concerns? Carly Simon, who was later fired from the superintendent position, accused the camp of being a mismanagement of taxpayer funds. The current discussion started with an email she sent to the school board members back in November, raising concerns that sparked the internal investigation, but she also spoke during public comment at Tuesday's school board workshop. There were a variety of concerns, but many of them centered on the scholarship program. And what were some of these issues raised about the scholarships? The amount of money being given was well over the amount donated for scholarships, and there was no need-based metric used to allocate them. Simon said it appeared that Gifts of camp tuition were given to friends of the director, including very wealthy families, a former superintendent, and even out-of-county campers who don't pay taxes to the district. Simon did receive a letter from the camp director's lawyer signaling his intent to sue her for defamation. And as we mentioned earlier, the investigation found that Burton didn't violate any school policies. But Simon has recommended for an external investigation to be done on the camp itself. That's right. At, at the workshop yesterday during public comment, Simon alleged that some of the internal investigators had also received camp scholarships and that though no probable cause was found, she said there were policies violated that weren't listed in the investigation. So she called for an external investigation of the camp. Neither the school board nor Burton responded directly to those comments at the workshop. A district spokesperson directed me back to the original investigation when I asked about her public, Simon's public comments, and Burton's lawyer said he does not have a response and just reiterated that the investigation cleared him of wrongdoing. Burton declined to speak with me directly for this story through his lawyer because there are ongoing legal matters related to these issues. So from your story, we also learned that increased access to the camp is something that board members and residents are looking to improve on. The allocation of the camp scholarships is one of the factors that may be preventing more students of color from becoming involved. 
What other factors may be creating barriers for students looking to enroll in this camp? So there are common equity issues of the registration being online when many don't have internet access. There's the transportation and the cost. But there's also a newer issue of how spots for the camp are prioritized. In 2015, the camp announced that returning campers and their siblings would be given spots first before new campers. There's historically been a really long wait list every summer, and the camp places a value in students being able to be lifelong campers. They even have people sending their kids and grandkids to the camp even after they've moved away. So only about 85% of campers come from Alachua County currently. So it can be hard for new students to get a spot. And then some told me that many black families in the county don't even know the camp exists, that the camp operates primarily on word of mouth buzz. So some have advocated for intentional outreach to underrepresented communities. And as you mentioned in the story, there's discussions that could change how this camp runs in the future. Kind of tell me a little bit about what's next for the story. The school board is now looking at options to separate out the funding to just give district funds to the educational school year programs and make the summer camp self-sustaining. The camp also formed a scholarship committee and revised the scholarship process for the upcoming summer. The application has places to mark whether the family receives certain income-based benefits and to attach their tax returns. This summer camp is really beloved by a lot of people, and I think the challenge now at hand is how to increase access to that opportunity to more students in the county who haven't had it in the past.